going? Good. Who's had a good week? Give me a wave. Awesome. Awesome. That's good. I had an okay week. Yesterday, my lawnmower died. Has anybody ever been there before? So what, what does a young person of 31 years of age do when the lawnmower doesn't work? You YouTube how to fix it. Has everybody had a go? So I got on YouTube yesterday and um, couldn't remove the spark plug. And then at that point, my son Jai decided, he's, he's five, decided that he'd want to help. Now, who knows that that's a great opportunity for you to have to show self-control. Because I had a hammer and I was alone with the mower and was in a good place. I'm like, I oh, will fix this either way. And he wanders out, can I help you, Dad? I'm like, oh, no. So anyway, he pulled at the lawnmower, pulled at the lawnmower, turned the lawnmower upside down, looked YouTube, couldn't do it, faced with an option. I've been married for 10 years. So far, I've invested $60 for the lawnmower that had lasted 10 years. That's a good purchase. Does everybody agree with that? 10 years, life's not bad. So I'm like, what do I do? Do I get the old lawnmower fixed? It doesn't have a a choke or whatever it's called. I just start it with a pair of pliers. I just pull things around. Or do I go and buy one? I I wasn't sure. I was in a a uh, 50-50 decision. I didn't know what to do. So I went and purchased one. But then who knows that there are a million options when it comes to lawnmowers. Now, according to my wife, she says I'm looking for one that's 50% off. And that is not incorrect. So I went there and they lined them up in a pile and we know that they're expensive from one end and we know that they're cheaper down the other end. So I begin to wander in the direction I feel called to be at. And as I get down there, I hear the voice of my father-in-law, you get what you pay for. Hear the voice of my, fa- my wife, you get what you pay for. So I wander to the middle but closer to the side I feel called to. Faced with an option. I go down there, I go, okay, here's the thing. I will pay extra money if the guy will put it together for me. Because who's ever bought something and realized there's no point buying, you get a home and you break it before you've used it. This is my skill level. So I say to the man, his name's Ash. I'm like, you look like you know what you're doing. What are you like with lawnmowers? He says, oh, I'm pretty good. I said, I'll buy one today if you put it together for me. And he said, okay. I thought, oh, beauty. So we wandered back down the aisle to where I wanted to go, landed one in the middle. He put it together, brought it home, mowed my grass, still have the old one there, don't know what to do with it. So uh, that's there. But I was faced with options. Do I buy one? Do I uh, repair the old one? Do I leave it there? Do I uh, get the hard rubbish pickup? I've got all these options. On Thursday, uh, most Thursdays now, I go bike riding. It's an option. Most times on Thursday, I am undecided whether I really can be bothered going. Does anybody else feel that way about exercise? Love the idea of it. Uh, Think it's amazing. Love the idea of bike riding. I'm actually afraid of everything. So I am easily the most untalented person in this riding group. Uh, They ride along and then they stop and they wait. And eventually I arrive and then they're all rested. They're like, do you want to go again? I'm out of breath. I'm like, yeah, sure, let's go. So this week we went down a run where there's a drop that to me looked like the size of this stage sort of going off down. It was probably far less than that, but to me it was what it looked like. So they're ahead of me. I like to go last because if I uh, uh, break or go slow, I don't want them to run in the back of me. It's all about me, let's be honest. So I am riding at the back and I'm not aware that there's these drop-offs. So I'm riding and then I break and then I go, oh, there's a drop off there. So I thought, no, I'm doing it today. I'm doing it today. I look around, there's no one here. So I quickly hop down and then I pull my bike down. I keep riding. 
And then eventually we pull around as they're waiting for me as per usual. I'm like, that was amazing, wasn't it? Soon they go, want to do it again? I'm like, yeah. So we went around again and then we were riding. I went a bit faster this time. And, and then I broke and I got there and I thought, oh, I can't do it. But I was like, oh, faced with an option. Do I get down and do I do it again or do I work up enough courage to go back? So I, I rode backwards and I thought I need to have speed because the key is speed because I, I, I think that going slower is more dangerous and that is what I'm a specialist at. But I think if I was to roll over, I would, so I was like, go fast. So I went backwards and I am hammering as far as probably 50% of what a normal hammering is, but I'm going fast for me. And I break again and I look and I'm faced with an option. And I go, okay, I can't do it. I'll get the next one. So I hop down and grab the bike again. But on the third run, I went off the top and I landed. And then I was like, woo, never again. But I had done it because I was faced with options. Do you know, it's the same in the spiritual world. Today, I want to talk about the subject of faith options. The theme for the year at our church has been faith. So what, what's going to happen is that I believe that means that there's going to be an atmosphere created in our lives this year where faith is going to have to be taken a hold of. We're going to have to move into faith. We're going to have to stretch ourselves because this is a year of growth. This is a year of seeing miracles happen, but it's a year where we have to step into faith. Do you know, I believe and I know that we can choose to live by faith or not, and it doesn't change God's faithfulness to us. There are many opportunities where we have faith options. You can go to the next slide, Sambo. When you look at it, uh, there, there are options uh, whether or not to start another job. It's a step of faith. It's another leap of faith. You're looking at that ledge of, of life wondering, do I take the leap? Do I have enough speed? Do I have enough momentum to be able to keep moving forward? It may be faith in taking the leap to try and restore a relationship or, or get a new degree or stick out something that you're in. There are options we're all faced with in life, choices we need to make. In faith this year, there are going to be opportunities that will present themselves to you in Jesus' name for your blessing. I love you all. I pray that there are opportunities for you to step into God's will for your life this year, and there will be. But what happens is uh, to take a hold of it, you have to step out in faith. You have to take the leap of faith. There is an option. Will you step out or will you not? But be encouraged this morning because of this fact. That whether you do or you don't, God is still faithful. Why don't you turn to the person next to you this morning as you turn to Luke chapter 1 and say, God is faithful. Options, plenty of options. Options for what you watch on TV. Options between how you receive news. You know, often I, I came in this morning and, and uh, it was presented to me that at the moment the media player uh, wasn't working. I had options. I could be sad. I could be in faith. I could be grumpy. I went to my office. I crawled on a ball. No, I'm only kidding. I didn't do that. But there are options that we are faced with in life. So I want to talk about a man named Zechariah. And I'm going to read from verse 
5 to about 25 in Luke chapter 1. But before I do, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that you are here this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you are the King of kings. You are faithful. There is none like you, Lord. I thank you that your will, your timing, your plan is for us, for our future. Lord God, we, we know that you're writing out, Lord God, the days of our lives to bring you honour, to bring you glory, to make your name known. Lord, this morning I pray that, that you will speak. I pray that hearts will be open and that we'll be ready to receive from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give me a wave uh, this year if uh, there, there is something, or even in this season right now, that, that you need some form of breakthrough in your life. Give me a wave. Be, be with me up here on the pulpit. Okay, lots of people here that need breakthrough, whether that be uh, personal uh, to yourself, whether that be relational, whether that be in finances, in your study, in your life. There are a lot of people in this room. Give me another wave, my people, I can see. Gives, that need breakthrough. Do you know, often we will be faced with opportunities where we will be able to rise in faith and God will be able to use that faith to see you move forward. But I think that from this story right now, I'm going to talk to you guys about a few options, a few roads that you may wander down as you are faced with something that challenges you. So let's read together. The birth of John the Baptist foretold. Verse 5 of Luke chapter 1. In the time of Herod, king of Judah, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God. Everybody say righteous. Observing all his, the Lord's commands and decrees, everybody say blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive. They were both very old. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty, he was serving as a priest before God. He was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time of burning of incense came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayers have been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drinks and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many people of Israel to the Lord their God and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, how can you... How can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel and I stand in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens. Because you did not believe, did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. 
Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he had stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he, had, he kept making signs but remained unable to speak to them. Two more verses. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In those days, he has shown, in these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Cool story. Love, Gabriel. Love the, the whole setting. I think what's even more amazing about it, if you get the context of, there, there are around 20,000 Levites. So what happens is often when your division, your priestly division is called, it's for a two-week service at the temple. And then what happens amongst all the priestly division that are there, they cast lots and, and you may uh, get chosen to go in and you burn the incense. Now, here's the thing. To be able to be picked is a once in a lifetime opportunity. It would have been an exciting moment for him. Oh my gosh, it's, it's, I'm older. It's my time. It's a moment I get to go in. I get to honor God. What an opportunity. He wanders in there and sees an angel standing before him saying, your prayers have been heard. You are going to have a baby boy. Then he says, how can this be so? I'm old. My wife is well along in years. Note he didn't call her old. And what's happening is he says, how can this be so? Then Gabriel says to him, even though you don't believe, it's still going to happen in God's timing. And because of that, you won't be able to speak until the day that it's happened. He comes out, his friends see him, they're aware he's seen a vision. They go on to have a baby named John, as we know, the forerunner for Jesus Christ. Here's the first point that I want to bring this morning is this, faithful versus forgotten. Is that up on the screen? The back ones uh, come off. We'll have those up. Thank you. So it says in verse 6 and 7, this is how it reads. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. So I want you to see the way that Luke is setting this up. He is saying that they're, they're good people. They're, they're not sinless. We know that. But it's an honor the way he's saying that they're righteous, that they're living blamelessly. They're doing their best before the Lord. They're good people. And then it says, but they were childless because Elizabeth, was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Faithful or forgotten. Do you know, in Jewish culture, if a woman was unable to conceive a baby, it was a massive disgrace to the household. It was a disgrace to her. Uh, even in some contexts, they were able to uh, divorce if that's what they wanted to do because of the wife being unable to conceive. But Zachariah, yet he held on. He said, no, with it, it, it would have been a, a, a wound to both of their hearts that they were unable to conceive. But it's very interesting because also in Jewish culture, if a woman was unable to have a baby, it was often believed that it was because there was a lot of sinfulness in their life. But what I love about Luke is he's breaking that down straight away because he's saying that they're blameless and they're righteous, but yet they're unable to conceive. So what you have here is a picture of two good people. Good people. They love the Lord. 
but yet the community is putting judgment on them and think we have the answers, but yet they keep faithful. They remain faithful. They keep seeking God, but they would have been faced with options. Is God faithful? Or has he forgotten me? We haven't had a baby. We've been praying. We've been seeking God. Is he faithful? Or am I forgotten? In our lives, there may be something that you as a person, me as a person, have been seeking God year after year, moment after moment, time after time with every breath. Can you imagine that these guys are now old and they feel that what's happened is God been faithful, but yet in a moment, it was about to change. In a moment, they were about to receive their miracle. I see two pictures here. How do I know that God is faithful? The first thing I see is two old people holding their dream. God gave them a baby who was faithful to their dream. But I see something even a bit deeper in that picture. We know that John, that baby to be born, was the forerunner to Christ. Our salvation. Our hope. John was the forerunner to Jesus Christ. How do I know that God is faithful in that picture? John being the forerunner to Christ. The meaning of the name John is God is gracious. John, meaning God is gracious, was the forerunner to Jesus Christ. Our salvation, God's grace led the way for Jesus Christ to come to save us. Is God faithful in that picture alone? I see God's grace leading to our salvation. He is for us. He is faithful. But He is faithful to His will for your life. His timing for your life. His plan for your life. And whatever brings Him more glory. You see, the time that Jesus was to be born was already foretold. So if they were to have the honour of carrying the forerunner to Jesus Christ, it had to be in God's timing so that He could receive the most glory for what was to come. His grace led the way for our salvation. It could have come earlier, but would not have been in God's plan. It was not going to happen. So often we pray year after year, time after time, thinking, God, why don't you answer my prayer? And you're on your knees and you're lamenting and you're weeping, but God is saying, hold on, I am faithful. I'm faithful to my will for your life and whatever brings me more glory, I'm going to align you to. So at my time and my place, I am able to allow you to take hold of it to bring me glory and to bring you blessing for your life because I am faithful. Our God is faithful. Are we forgotten? Not for one minute. Not for one second. I always keep in the forefront of my mind that if God is having more thoughts about me than there are grains of sand 
every moment of every second of every day of my life, he ponders on me and on you. And he faithfully makes a plan for your life. This year, as we take a hold of faith, there will be options. You'll be like, God, I've been asking for years. They were old. They had been asking a long time. Always remember, God is, amen. Say it again. God is, praise God. You are not forgotten. Just believe that there's a person in this room right now. Let's all close our eyes just for a minute. There's a person here and in the pit of your stomach, you've been feeling like you've been forgotten. And there's pain and you can't understand why, but God wants to say to you this morning that he is faithful, that he sees you, that he remembers you, that he's making plans for you. So with every eyes closed, if, if, if there's more than one person, can you give me a quick wave? I'd love to just quickly pray. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's pray together. Let's all stand in unity right now. Let's pray for these people. Lord God, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you love us, that you are our Father, that you are our King. Lord, that you make plans, it says in your word, to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us a future and a hope. And Lord God, there are people here today that are battling with the option of, am I forgotten or are you still faithful, Lord? I pray today as we seek you in faith that, Lord, you will reveal yourself to them today that they will see your faithfulness and your truth and your word and your plan for their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the person next to you a high five. Take your seats. Awesome. Have to find where I'm at on my notes. <laughs> okay, next one. Samba, I'll tell you when to bring it up. I'll read the scripture. That's fine. Leave it there. Good job. Well done. My bad. My bad, not your fault. It's a hard job being up the back. We should give the, these guys a hand. They do a great job. I was saying that uh, Mark Robinson holds the ministry of what I call duck on water. Smooth on the outside, underneath the surface, he's getting it done. He's running around. And uh, I, I really appreciate what you guys do. I appreciate the car park guys, everybody that serves in the life of our community. I, I, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. Uh, for what you do. Because of what you guys do, we are able to serve God together. We are able to love people and we are able to see people restored to His purpose for their lives. So let's keep going. Let's, let's keep fighting. But the next one is hope or habit. Hope or habit. If you look at verse 11, 12, 13, it reads, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zacharias saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear, understandably. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zachariah. Your prayers have been heard. He's saying, your prayers have been heard. What's the prayer? Well, he answers that question. Your prayers have been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear a son. And you were to call him John. Zachariah, down in verse 18's response is this. How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. Can you imagine the day that you heard that your dreams were going to come true? And right now, if your dream is still alive and still with faith and hope, 
you'd be ready to receive it. You'd be like, amazing. Yes, thank you, Lord. But if the faith in that prayer has died, and then all of a sudden it is given to you. It's hard to take a hold of because you almost don't have the faith to believe that it's happening. Zachariah has been praying and has not stopped praying because Gabriel says, your prayers have been heard. But then he is saying, how can I be sure of this? How has it happened? How can this be? Hope versus habit. We need to be challenged in our prayer life. How often and are there times in our lives when our prayers have stopped being in faith and have become habit? I remember a period of time, my sister now walks with the Lord again, praise the Lord, but there was a time when we arrived home from church one day to a moving truck. And I remember looking at my mum and dad and I remember thinking, what's going on? And a guy that we'd never met before was taking my sister away and she was moving out and I had no idea. And I remember praying and praying and getting on my knees and gritting my teeth and saying, God, bring her back, call her back, call her back. And in her journey, which was taking a season of time, my prayers all of a sudden began to be not so much in faith, but more in, oh Lord, you know, think of Michelle right now. And and, and what had happened is the, the prayer and the faith that I had in the initiation had become a habit. I was no longer clawing at God for His will and, and determination. It had become a religious act in my devotion. I'd whipped through many prayers. How many people have been in the whole, thank you, Lord God, for this food in Jesus' name, amen. Woo! Anybody there? Or even, or even in my household at the moment, we're battling with them to wait until we pray. So it's like, dear Jesus, how are you? And then we're like, hey, where did he go? See, what happens is, is that become a habit? That's what you do when you love Jesus is you say grace. But how many people say it and how many people have hope and faith in it? Thank you for the provision you've provided for my family, Lord. Thank you that we sit in a house, Lord, where we're free and we're protected and we're safe. And the food, Lord God, that you have provided, we thank you for your provision. In Jesus' name, amen. It's a hope versus a habit. It's faith and, and it's religion. It, it, it's believing God is going to do something. It's I'm saying it because that's what you say. You see, Zachariah had continued to pray. But I think and believe his prayers had become habit. How often does God answer our prayers and we feel it's too late? Zachariah, in his mind and his timing, it was too late. It is never too late with God. It is never too late for him to work his power, align his will so that we are ready to receive it and take a hold of it. Here's the thing, as we begin to move in faith, it gives you the ability to take a hold of what God has for you, not just to try and retain, but to grab a hold of and use for his glory. I used to do shift work and I didn't sleep uh, very well at night. My body clock got all messed up. And when the kids were young, it is not like that anymore. But when the kids were young, I would hear them cry. I would wake up and the chicken wing would be out. I would wake up April. She'd be bouncing out of bed going, what's going on? I'd be back asleep and she'd deal with the kids. It was a good plan at the time, but I didn't realize I was doing it. 
There was no intent. There was no uh, uh, plan there. There was nothing but a habit. It was something that I didn't think about. It just occurred. Are our prayers something that are just becoming a habit or do they still carry hope? We have to go to hope. If you were to take on the heart of the Father, I started trying to think about this uh, in my spirit. And imagine if uh, I came home or as a father or as a parent, you come home and you say to your kids, I am cooking your favorite meal. And they're like, yeah, that's, that's good. You are a good cook. I've asked for that before. We'll just wait and see what happens. Or you come in and you say, I'm cooking your favorite meal. And they say, thanks, Dad. I knew you were going to do that. I love it when you cook. I'm ready to eat. Tell me, which one blesses the heart of the Father more? One is an awareness of His goodness with no real expectation of receiving it. The other is faith, willingness and ready to receive it. We're presented with two options, faith or habit. Let's go to the last point that we saw this morning. Maturity or skepticism. Luke chapter 1 verse 20 reads, And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. He did not even believe he was going to receive his miracle. Whether we live by faith or whether we sometimes miss opportunities, God is still faithful. But this needs to be a place where you can come, you can ask God for his forgiveness and you can begin to believe again and you can begin to try again because there is surety in His will for your life. It doesn't mean that we don't fall short. Here's me being transparent because we're all on a journey. A season ago, I was in Geelong on holidays and I go to a checkout. And the checkout lady begins to tell me, she's never met me before, about bowel cancer, which is my specialty as a nurse, and about how she's lonely and afraid. I'm buying bananas and yogurts, and she is pouring out her heart. Because God had set up an appointment right there and then. And I knew it was an appointment. And I knew I should have prayed for her. And I got in my car and I drove away. Whether we are faithful to God or not, He is still faithful to us. His faithfulness for that lady didn't change. His faithfulness to me didn't change. My obedience did. I needed to repent, which I did. I tried to go back, she wasn't there, but I faithfully waited for the next opportunity to take a hold of it. Do you look at Peter in the Bible? He walks on water, faith. In the next moment, he sinks, not living by faith. Denies that he ever knew Jesus. 
when Jesus is being crucified and yet is restored. When he says, Peter, do you love me? You see, regardless of his faithfulness to God, God was still faithful to him. This is a season where we step out in faith and we have another go. There will be more opportunities to take a hold of his hope, his faithfulness, and the surety that he is with you. Because he's our king. And we serve Him. This year as you step out in faith, know this, that as you begin to believe in His faithfulness, as you begin to stand on His Word, His surety, His hope, God is gonna use you to have a great impact in your area. Those people that needed breakthrough right now, why don't you guys stand? There were many people in this place. Why don't you stand right now? Those that raised your hand earlier. He has not forgotten you. He is faithful to His will for your life. There is hope in Him. He is the hope of the world. There is surety that He is with you. But you're in the battle right now. So why don't we all close our eyes? Why don't we dim the lights for a minute? And why doesn't everybody that's standing raise their hand as if to receive from God? I just believe in some of you that are standing, you've lost the hope in your prayer. You've lost the faith in your prayer. God is saying, have faith in you. Come, believe, believe that I will bring breakthrough. Believe that I will bring answers. Believe that I can make a way where there is no way. Believe that it doesn't matter the length of time between it. I have heard your call. My timing is coming. I am faithful. Lord God, right now I pray for every person here that is standing. And I pray, Lord God, that you will bring breakthrough this year. Give them the faith to take a hold of it. Help them to choose the right option, Lord. Help them to seek your forgiveness where we've fallen short, Lord, so that we can continue to believe and serve again. You are so faithful. We love you, Lord. If everyone can be standing. What I want to do is actually might get the band to come. I, I, want to, I want to create a space right now. I believe, God, where there is power at the altar. I believe that there is miracles at the altar. I believe that there is breakthrough at the altar. I would love to pray and to partner with you in faith and our ministry team would have. Those that uh, feel that they need to be anointed uh, for breakthrough, Greg, are you able to grab the oil? It's at the back. We, I'd love to pray for you right now in, in this moment. If you guys could sing uh, Holy Spirit. So what we're going to do is we're going to create space. You need to create space in your life to receive what God has for you. Because sometimes the busyness of, of life and, and, and the expectation and the plans that you have are often not the plans that God has, but as you choose to sit still and wait on Him, 
The Word says that the, we make plans in our heart, but it is the Lord who orders our steps. I believe that there is breakthrough and there is faith coming on lives this morning. And I believe there is a few of you that need to make a declaration by coming down here to say, Lord, I'm ready to receive what you have for me. I am going to faithfulness. I'm going to hope and I'm going to surety for your plan that you have for my life. I am in faith and I am ready to receive from my good Father. And I'm gonna, we're going to declare that this morning. So as we sing, Andy, if you lead that, that would be good. I just want to invite you to come as we sing. Come straight away. Come so I can pray with you. There's plenty of room. Come, plenty of room. If we can activate the ministry team, we can begin to pray. There's plenty of room. Come down. God is here. Hallelujah. Breakthrough in Jesus' name. Breakthrough in Jesus' name. Fear gone in Jesus' name. Answer in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Sing it out. Let's sing it. Your presence, Lord. Your presence. I've tasted it. Tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves when my heart becomes free and the shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Come on, let's raise our hands. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Fill this place, oh Jesus. 